0: Thank you so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I recap my weekend with producer Dub in San Francisco, where we enjoy Casey Musgraves and far too many cocktails. This along with bad hair and bullying and some hilarious, ugly and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show.
1: It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Paula. Don't be looking for anything, okay? Let's just get this over with. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 347. We are Sisters Who Podcast. Yes, we are. So Mackenzie, my 23-year-old, mm-hmm. she has been putting off lab work. Now that she's adulting, when you go to an adult doctor, they require you to do lab work mm-hmm. to check your blood levels to see if you're anemic, blah, blah, blah. She's put it off for a good three months. Oh. And the doctor is like yeah you need to get this done and so she she called me in the middle of her appointment and said mom will you take me to get my blood work done tomorrow because the doctor's like why don't you ask your mom to take you because she's she was kind of anxious because she's never had to get lab work as an adult i mean when you're a kid it's they used to do it at the pediatrician yeah no, they, don't, they don't do that anymore why is that, everyone I think that's... so afraid of lab work i don't get it well, I just think the idea of blood drop, but I thought I was kind of giggling in my head because I'm like, you just went through this. (laughs) You just went through this yourself with uh, your child. Yes, and it's, why is it such a drama? So anyway, um, I said, well, look, I have a lot going on tomorrow morning, tomorrow before noon, but if you want to come around 8 a.m. because the lab opens at seven, I'll be happy to take you. And she's like, okay. So she rolled in around eight and I'm upstairs. And I, I, and now, Here's the other thing is producer Dub is due for some blood work oh, that he's been putting off for quite some time. And he puts it off because just when, you know, because you have to be fasting, but, you know, it just so happens every time they call and say, hey, it's time for you to get your blood work done. He's had like really bad diet or he's, ha- he's been drinking a lot of beer or eating a lot of pasta, something <laughs> that can affect the levels in his blood. So he's trying to, like, uh, stump the system or something like that? Well, he just wants his body to be as clean as possible so we can get an accurate reading of the levels. And I get it. I get it. He's not trying to cheat. accurate if that's not what he eats? Because he doesn't eat like that all the time. So it just so (laughs) happens he'll go on a binge and they'll go, hey, you gotta get your blood work done. He's like, god damn it. He's like, the one time I decided to have a cheat weekend... You know, like, and I'll tell you all about it. We went to San Francisco for the weekend and we were incredibly indulgent. And so Uh our bodies are not in prime condition right now for blood work to determine (laughs) anything. Right. So he's kind of just waiting for it to clear out. Well, it's been three days. He can he can get it done. So I said, hey, uh. Mackenzie's on her way when when he had a call in the morning and I said when when is that call over and he said oh it got postponed till tomorrow I'm like okay great then you and you and Mackenzie are gonna go get your work done today well I can't do it well why not (laughs) well because I I didn't fast I go it's 8 a.m you didn't eat anything what did you eat something after eight o'clock last night he's like well, didn't we eat at like 10 o'clock last night? I'm like, no, no, we didn't. We ate it at like eight. I mean, it was a little late, but I'm like, by the time you get in, it'll be 12 solid hours. And I said, and coffee doesn't count. We know this. And, you know, because that Does was Does he hard... drink black coffee or? Yes. Oh. So I said, you can do it. He goes, well, I have to shower. And I'm like, God damn it. Fine. I will take Mackenzie. Jesus fucking Christ. If you don't want to get your blood work done, fine. But I just figured we could kill two birds with one stone. I go, You're ridiculous. And so then he comes storming up here and he's like, I need to shower. I haven't showered in 15 hours. I'm like, fine, take your shower. I said, I will take her. He's like, no, I'll do it. I have to go get my paperwork. And he hates it when I talk like that because he's like, I do not sound like that. (laughs) I'm like, it's a universal speech for all men who are being dumb. Okay, we all use it. (laughs) So he's angrily washing. And because (laughs) it's all about the fact that he hates getting his blood drawn. Yes. And I said, do you want me to go with you? And he's like, wow, no. (laughs) I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know, it's only I'm literally trying to shove in like four things before noon today. So I'm just trying to kill two birds with one stone. You know, that's really all I'm trying to do. Well, it makes
1: sense. I
0: mean, they're going to both go to the same place. He needs to get it done anyway. Yes. So I said, "Has Kenzie? He goes, well, I really think she wasn't real happy that you weren't going to be going with us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, you know what? Now I'm really not going. Like, I'm really not going. So I go downstairs and I see Mackenzie. Now, this is a girl who's had tattoos done, by the way. This is not a woman who never had a needle touch her skin before. In my mind, I'm like, what's the big deal? I mean, this woman has sat for tattoos before. This is not that bad. This is definitely much more sterile and (laughs) trained. Anyway, so they go and Mackenzie Snapchatted the entire thing.
1: Oh, for heaven's sakes.
0: Yes. And dad, of course, was out of his mind. He's like, why would you do that? So they both survived. Everything worked out just fine. (laughs) And they made it through. I could not believe how difficult he was being about going. It was insane. I'm like, obviously, you don't want to do this. And I said, and you were going to go tomorrow. And you have a call now because they postponed it till tomorrow. So it worked out, right? It worked out. He was not happy with me.
1: Well, I mean, you know, if if you didn't tell him to go, then he would just never go.
0: Exactly. And, and uh, Malia and I were downstairs. I was getting some coffee after they had left. And I said, Malia, when I die, you have to make dad get his blood work because he's not going to do it. I'm the only reason he gets it done regularly. I'm telling you. Well, it sounds like he's the one that's probably going to die first. Since and that's what I medication. said. I go, and actually... He probably will die before me <laughs> at this rate. But anyway, moving on. Daryl and I went to San Francisco for the weekend. And mm-hmm. we just really went because we wanted to see this show on Saturday night, Casey Musgraves, which, as you know, won all the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, I found that somebody I went to high school with was also going. And so we were going to try to meet up at some point to say hello to each other. And what I hate is is that because of social media, you don't realize how long it's been since you've seen someone in person because Mm -hmm. you know so much about one's life because we're all pretty active on social media Mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like it's been as long as it's been. Right. Then I see him and and it literally feels like it's only been a day since I've seen him because we talk on social media all the time. And he's like, "Do you know, it's been since like high school. And I'm like, shut up. No wow no it hasn't (laughs) he's like yes it has i'm like oh my god and he lives 10 minutes away that's the good thing about social media yeah definitely so we decided we would do something fun now he's been working a ton and then he was sick all through the holidays and so it just we definitely needed it and it was super fun to do so we stayed at the ritz in knob hill which was super nice and I, we walk in. I'm like, God, this is super fancy. <laughs> I felt really weird about it. God. Anyway, so we're going to see Casey Musgraves. Now, I think I've told you about this in the past. Whenever we go anywhere for an event or anything like that, Daryl has no problem. It's only around the corner. We can just walk it. We don't need to drive. <laughs> Have I ever told you that? No, but
1: I don't walk. I would be like, OK, I'll see you there. I'm getting an Uber. Right.
0: So the show is at the Masonic, which is, according to Daryl, ninety feet away. He said a car won't even pick us up. And I said, Are you sure? He I goes, don't yeah. believe that. I go, I'm looking at that hill and that's a straight incline. Like that's a straight upward, like a mountain. I'd be like, in your loafers, it's fine. In my <laughs> high heels, that's a different story. Well, I was wise and since it was a it's somewhat of a country rock show, I wore I wore like combat boots. Because I knew we'd be and we're standing. So I did not do that. Now, we also were going to stop at a I believe it's the Fairmont Hotel. Mm -hmm. They have a place called the Tonga Room, which is iconic. Tiki. Everybody loves it. It's it's just you got to go and enjoy it. And I've never been and I've had recommendations. Oh, you got to go. It's so fun. So I said, well, let's go to the Tonga Room. So a friend of mine said, if you're going to go, there's no reservations. If you can't get a table, just go to the bar. Because at least you can get in there and you can see everything. You can have a cocktail, enjoy the atmosphere, whatever. And I said, all right. We leave. And I said, "Okay, are you sure? He goes, Jamie, they won't even pick us up. It won't even be worth the time. (laughs) I said, fine, we'll walk. I was winded. And I mean, winded. And here's the thing. I'm cool. Like once the adrenaline kicks in, because I do the elliptical and I go at a pretty, pretty steep incline. Yeah. I can handle it. It wasn't like I was struggling, like I couldn't take another step, but it was very steep. And because they said, they're like, well, our hotel's on the on the side of a mountain, so you have to go all the way to the top to get to the top of the mountain. And mountain? They, they call it a mountain, the hill, Knob Hill. It's the top of the hill. And so I said, all right, so we go up. And you know what I really hate is that there are people who live, there's a par- really lovely apartments around there. These women are coming out and they're just like briskly fleeing up the hill because they do it every day. Oh my God, their thighs must be huge. <laughs> they are very in shape. They're very in shape, which is great. And, you know, like I said, I was handling it, but I was getting winded and I was like, this is not 90 feet, this is a lot. So we go up and Daryl's acting like he's fine. And I said, I guess I'm the only fat blob who can't make it up the hill of all the people in the city. I'm the only (laughs) one, apparently. (laughs) So we get to the Tonga room and there is a freaking line out the door. And I said, you know why I don't like doing that? Because I feel good now and I could definitely climb the rest of the way. No problem. But I am hot and sweaty now and we are going to a show and I don't want to look like that. My hair is flat. You know, it's like, come on. So, yeah, my makeup's all tacky. Uh, and so I said, I don't f- I don't like this sticky, cold face, cold hands, because it was frigid. We should have got the damn car. <sighs> Paula, seriously. And there were cars <laughs> picking people up there. Of course there were. So we get in. There's a long-ass line. But we get into the bar. And the Tonga Room is, it, it looks a lot like the Tiki Room at Disneyland, basically. Oh, God. So there's like pirate ships and, you know, masks and bamboo everywhere. And it's humid because there's a pool in the middle of the restaurant. It's like a three-year-old Jake and the Neverland Pirates birthday party. Right, and the wait to get a table was two hours. Why? And we got there really, what we thought was early, we got there at like seven. So we had a Mai Tai and we had something called the zombie and they were good and we enjoyed it. And then I turn and there's a, a rookie woman on a date and she wore high heels. Mm-hmm. She had them off, and she was barefoot in a bar. That's disgusting. Can you even imagine? And no, I gave I, no. I really couldn't. To be I honest, I turned and I saw her bare feet, and I look up at her, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And I must have been very aware, or she she was made very aware of me. I don't know. Maybe it was just like perfect timing, and she saw me, and she had to avert her eyes because she knows how dumb she looks and i was like wow you are really risking it you are in a san francisco bar with no shoes on <laughs> i mean really she must have really just brave. taken that hill and was in utter desperation i understand but haven't we been through this people put the ballet flats in your purse <laughs> i mean come on any kind of covering is better than that wear a pair of socks right Seriously, Paula, I would have accepted it. I'd be like, well, at least she understands bacteria. Because that's all
1: you want is to have sticky feet for the rest of the night.
0: Anyway, so we we left and I said, oh, so more hill climbing is in our future. We were two drinks in at that point. We had stopped and had a cocktail earlier. I just had a glass of champagne and Daryl had a um, whiskey something. And so now we're so officially we're three drinks into the evening. And so we go up this the rest of the hill and I'm I'm hostile because we're <laughs> continuing. He goes, you can literally see it right there. And I was like, ah. he goes, look, it's flat now. It's flat now. i was like,
1: <laughs> like, stop talking to me.
0: Like, fine. And he tried, he's trying to hold my hand. I'm like, I'm not holding your hand. No. I'm like, I can't hold my hand and walk swiftly. Stop it. And I said, how come you're not windy? He goes, well, I had to walk slow for you. <laughs> <gasps> I would have turned around and pushed him back down the hill. I am not ashamed of the fact that I can't walk long strided like a man. OK, I just walk slow. And you know what? We have little legs. We do have little legs. And here's the other thing. When Daryl and I took Malia to Disneyland, every year we do this, he's walking like he's on a mission from God. That's how Victor walks. Malia and I are walking behind. And Malia's like, she started getting kind of like emotional. Like what's that? She goes, Dad's just walking so fast. I go, let him go. Let him go. We'll just walk at our own pace. And so Malia and I are walking at a leisurely pace. Daryl's like half a football field ahead of us. He turns around and he looks at us like, what's going on? And we're like, well, we're walking like normal humans. You're walking like you're on your way to an emergency. So, you know, I'm just... That's how it was with Victor when we were in Disneyland.
1: He had like the backpack and like all the drinks and everything. <laughs> yes. He was like literally walking like a man on a mission, you know, like he was walking <laughs> through a combat zone in Afghanistan yeah. and Looking the rest per-wounded. of us were behind him. And then he turns around and he's like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, well, we're being a family. If you want to join <laughs> us, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But, you know,
0: we're we're really not in a hurry to get where it is that you think you're going. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I guess the mindset of a man, it's like we have uh, we have a mission. We have to get from yeah, point A to point that's B. That's what B it is. You give them a mission and yeah. they're off. Give me a task and I'm mm-hmm. on it. They're yeah. I think oriented. I really, I think that's what it is. They're not really into lollygagging, no. even on vacation. It's just it's not the thing. Like, it's well, like, well, let's go to the Matterhorn. We're off to the Matterhorn, <laughs> you know? And it's like, move, move. Yeah. It's true. That's how they it's are. The anyway, so we finally get to the Masonic. And we get in and we are feeling no pain. We're in a good mood. We're, we're just liquored up enough that we're happy. You know that feeling? Yeah. So we go up and we find, now the thing with the Masonic is there are several bars, but the ones downstairs are going to be obviously the most crowded. And we learned from, we, we've, we've seen a couple of shows there. So we've learned if you go upstairs, there's a huge bar upstairs that nobody ever goes to. So we go upstairs, there's literally nobody there. They're just standing around waiting. Well, that's cool. They're all, come, come to us. So we come over, we're like, hello. And she goes, what can I get you? And I said, I don't know, gin and tonic. And she goes, "Okay, great. And I turned to Daryl and said, oh, my god, I've been drinking rum. Do you think I should do the gin? And by this time, it's too late. And she goes, do you want a double? And I said, yes, please. And Daryl goes, what? And I said, what? I don't want to like have a baby drink. I would rather just have one strong drink, and that'll be good for me. And so we go downstairs the show starts now we have ga so we walk down and he was hammered oh my <laughs> god and so we lost each other a couple of times and he kept getting mad like i was the one doing it i said no it's not me i'm like i i didn't do anything at some point we drank more alcohol i barely remember oh i don't my even god i don't even remember so having- you were literally like six drinks deep yeah, I had had a beer. He goes, and I, cause I, I looked at the text message I got. And I'm like, okay, well, I asked for a Stella at some point, <laughs> so he brought beer and we drank those. Gross. And we had such a good time though, and then afterwards, I found my friend found me. He's, I heard my name, Jamie, and I was like, oh my god! And that's when you know we had the little reunion, which went really well. I hope because <laughs> well, I sure looked okay thank God, right? I looked, doesn't my eye look closed? <laughs> I didn't really look that close. Okay, good. I looked at it and went, well, at least my hair looks all right. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe it because before we got to the hotel, the picture had posted and I said, yeah. God, you know, I mean, not even, not even a moment to prepare and it's on there, but it was actually a great picture and it was really great to see him and, I'll tell you about my awkward moment next week, but of course, because there was one. Anyway, it was a it was a great weekend. Then The next day we went to the uh, de Young Museum to see the Monet and it was that was super fun. And then how did you guys feel the next day? Really good because we got back to the hotel and had a hamburger (laughs) at like midnight. The only other thing that happened was when we got home, obviously obligatory hotel sex because you have to. Oh, right. And then at some point we were laying there. It must have been like two or three in the morning and we were uh, laying there and we started, we got into an argument. Could you even feel anything at that moment? I mean, my God. No, not me. Sometimes I mean, when you're that drunk, it's just kind <clears> of like, what what are we doing? What it are you felt, doing? It felt amazing. Oh, but okay. there was no way in hell anything was going to happen on my end. Yeah, no, that's. No. I mean, no, not, there was not going to be a big ending for me.
1: Don't be looking
0: for anything. Okay. Let's just I, get this over with. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't I wasn't that laxed about it, but I was I told him before we even started. I said, look, I just hope you're not expecting any big show because there ain't going to be one. I know myself <laughs> sometimes even after two glasses of wine, it's over. So I'm just saying that we're six or eight drinks in. It ain't happening. <laughs> so after our, you know, required hotel sex, we're laying there in the dark of night. And when they do, they do. Obviously, they do turn down service at this fancy place. And so the radio oh, was on. they? pull the bed down and put a chocolate on your pillow. They didn't do chocolate. But what they did do is they give you a little bottled water. And then they turn on the radio to a very nice contemporary, like Mix 96 type channel. Delilah. Yes. And they lower the lights. And everything's kind of ready for you to go to bed. And so we walk in and go, oh, yeah, that's right. Turn down service. So anyway, we're laying there and they have this really fancy iHome radio and it's on and I'm listening and we're listening to it. And I said, well, (laughs) I said, I guess I better turn the radio off. And he's like, why? You can leave it on. I said, oh, no, the reason that we don't listen to the radio at night anymore is because of you. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, when we first started dating and sleeping together, you said that you couldn't sleep with the radio on. And so I had to not listen to the radio at night anymore. Oh, and you used to listen to the radio all night long. All night. And I said, and then I said, I don't want a TV in our room. And you immediately put a TV in our room, which has been in our room since then and has never not left. And he's like, I never said you couldn't listen to the radio. And I said, hold on, honcho. Yes, you did. And so we started having this huge ass argument in the dark. And he go and he's laughing because I can hear him. He's got cotton mouth now because we're getting past. <laughs> he's all, listen, I, he's like, I. I want to say that I, if I did say these things that I didn't mean it. And I said, it would literally kill you to apologize, wouldn't it? It would kill you to apologize that you killed my love for listening to the radio at night. I regret if I did. I don't remember. I'm like, oh my God, you sound like my mother. Stop it because you know mom can't apologize for our childhood to save her life and so oh, she just deflects
1: or says she doesn't remember
0: i don't remember that uh if i did that i i i, I regret it no it's, she she's like i regret if anything like that hurt you if true. you felt that this if this is your truth <laughs> so he, i know i hate that he was pulling that crap on me and i said you <laughs> ruined Asshole. my evening <laughs> of listening to the radio so I turn, I said I'm turning down this radio he goes don't turn it down I said I will never listen to the radio again with you in the room He's. it was crazy it was crazy he woke up he goes I started laughing because I'm like we were literally our eyes were closed and we were having this argument about the radio my in the middle God. of the night we were laughing so hard about it the next day anyway so overall it was a hilariously fun weekend we had a good time um, and I'm glad we did it cause we, we really needed to get away and so done and done. So anyway, next you yes. and I, <laughs> okay, let's, we'll briefly discuss why this came up. I have the article ready. Just give me the highlights and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So in Willis, Texas,
1: there was a five-year-old kindergartner and she apparently, they're not saying how it happened or why it happened, but mm-hmm. she apparently had a, a short haircut and okay. she got her haircut super short. Right. And she was getting bullied and teased and everyone was saying that she looked like a boy. Mm. And so her teacher noticed that she had been depressed about it. And mm-hmm. so the teachers decided that she, the teacher had long hair, like down to her butt. So she decided to cut her hair really short, like the little girl and it turned into this big like newsworthy thing it went to like the the uh, department of education where they gave the teacher a medal and you know for bravery or something I don't really know what it was but you know it was just a big damn thing and it irritated the crap out of me because I'm just like it was a bad haircut. Yeah. You know, let's not exploit this any further than necessary because growing up, I had plenty of bad hair problems. Oh, for sure. You know, our, our parents, I don't even recall times getting my hair officially cut. You know, I saw a meme once that says, once you're born, your parents automatically become hairstylists. <laughs> You know, that is
0: so true. That is and so, so true. dad literally put bowls on our heads and cut around it. <sighs> I know. You know, I was, I was, ref- when we were, I knew we were going to be talking about bad haircuts uh, from childhood. And I finally came to the realization or the, I came to the conclusion that our father was sadistic and that he did it on purpose. Clearly. I think he did it on purpose. I think he got I think he got great delight in messing up our bangs or our hair i well, remember if he couldn't abuse us at home then he wanted to <laughs> know make that sure. we were being abused during the day <laughs> so not talking about myself yet but do we all recall the haircut that he gave our sister allison <laughs> do you yeah. remember that she, she had like a, she looked like a, a bird Allison has very thick, lustrous black hair. It is the most Mexican thing about her. The problem was the way Allison slept and stuff, she would have mats in the back of her hair every freaking morning. Well, she wasn't the best at brushing it. We were all tasked with detangling her hair every day. (laughs) we had had, detangler the most sensitive head oh my god it was and we all not you maybe but stephanie and i or my or mom and mom never had time so it was one of us having to detangle her hair and of course stephanie had no patience so she would just (sighs) rip at it oh god no i never did that i i i first of all i completely sympathize with her because i'm pretty sure that the brushes that our mother used on me were made of porcupine quills I mean, they were the so we strong. Had, they were like
1: dishwashing scrubbies. It was you know so what harsh. Talking about? Yes, they were so and,
0: harsh. And then they automatically gave you flyaways. And you not know? only that, but, you know, mom was, you know, she was doing the the Mexican thing where our hair was, I mean, tightly braided very tightly ponytailed or braided there was not a hair out of sight at least for me I mean I think that's why we got migraines I have little baby hairs like you know little Mexican baby hairs along this you know my um the hairline yeah and that's really cute but she didn't want that so I mean we're talking I used to get the depth gel my mo- uh-huh. mom would get the depth gel and just <laughs> oh, I mean in my hair and that thing, I mean, you should see the school pictures. My hair looked great, but I looked surprised all the time. Because well, you had hard. these giant fluffy bangs and then yeah. there was nothing after that. <laughs> I know, it's true. So Allison gets, I don't know how mom convinced, was convinced to allow our father to take Allison to get her hair cut. I don't she, know that mom had a choice or that. I don't know, I don't know man. I but think that's she, just how she was returned. She had a lob. Essentially, when she left, and when she came back, she had Pat Benatar hair. And Allison came out, she was hiding in the back of the truck bed. <laughs> and Al- and Dad goes, hey, one, two, three, and Allison pops up off the back of the be- <laughs> truck bed, says, "Tada!" like that, and Mom immediately starts crying. <laughs> immediately starts crying, and she's like, "Oh my God, my baby! <laughs> what Allison, <have> done <laughs> She had no hair." <laughs> and Stephanie and I look at each other, <laughs> and we start laughing, of course, because we're horrible. And we're like, we both are like, she looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> we were so mean we're like oh my god mom literally bought her hats like cute little hats to wear because well, it was so bad so what person would do that to a child what She was only like eight she was
1: very young it was <laughs> she like was it not- was literally like the haircut you would give to like a,
0: a 50 year old 60 year old woman it was the early 80s, like early 80s, like 81, 82. And so, I mean, Pat Benatar wasn't even a thing yet. I'm trying to think who had that haircut.
1: Like, I. Frankenstein? I can't even think of like a, a celebrity that was familiar at the time that had that haircut. Paula,
0: I don't know, but dad did have a thing about emulating celebrity hair. He had this particular
1: album. Mm -hmm. Of this no-name woman. (laughs) She wasn't even famous. And he always wanted Wendy to look like her. But Wendy always cut her hair short. (laughs) And I remember one time Wendy came home. And dad called her an owl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I remember that. (laughs) I told the story. I've told you the story. About uh, when dad. I was in fifth grade. And I remember this because that's when I had a lot of really good friends that, of course, I lost immediately when I had to go to a different high school. Yeah. At, that was when I was developing a lot of friendships. And so dad had cut my bangs because they needed to be cut. They were too long. And so he cut them. And I had like one inch bangs. <laughs> and they were also like it looked like he used a razor, rusted razor to cut them. They well, were we so ridiculous. we never had hair
1: cutting scissors. Usually it was just whatever scissors we could find in the junk drawer.
0: I, I'm I'm pretty sure he used like shears or something from the lawn. I mean, they were so, it was so jagged. My kids, they're just like, mom, don't use
1: the puffleberry <laughs> scissors, which is the ones that we use to cut the poop off the dog's butt. Oh my <laughs> God,
0: please don't. Now I'm like, so. no, those are the blue ones. I'm like, these are my <laughs> pink sewing scissors. They'll be fine. <laughs> yes. And so he cut them and I was so humiliated that I had a gray felt cowboy hat and I don't even know where I got it, but I had it and I liked it. Well, you know, back then they were super strict about wearing hats in class. Yes. So I walked in trying to be cool (laughs) and I sat down and just didn't acknowledge anyone. And of course, you know, they, the teacher was like, Jamie, you need to remove your hat and put it in your cubby. And I said, What are you talking about? And she's like, I'm hat. not gonna do that. The hat. And I said, I really don't think I should. And she's like, take that hat, walk it over there, and put it. And so I got up slowly, no no no, because I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So I took the hat off, put it in my cubby, and then I slowly turned around huge bursts of laughter the entire oh, no. class started laughing at me because of my bangs <laughs> I of course started crying immediately because who wouldn't you know right and then finally the teacher who now I can recall very vividly was trying not to laugh she's like class it's just a haircut let's all relax no big deal and so I sat down you know with my hand i literally sat with my hand on my forehead as much as i could i was so embarrassed so oh em- i was humiliated and so by the end of the day nobody cares anymore and then no, the next, they move on no and then the next day five people showed up with cowboy hats <laughs> It became that's a trend. That's so awesome. It became a trend. I mean, I would have been better off wearing like a headband or something, but we didn't have headbands at home. So I just did the best thing. So ultimately, this dumb little situation, the teacher should have been like, hey, everybody's hair gets cut. Ain't no thing. Chill out and Stop just be calling done with her it. a boy. She's obviously not a boy. Yeah, that's inappropriate. In fact, that's what she should say. It's inappropriate to call somebody something that they're not. Let's stop with it and be done with it. And it would have been resolved and we we probably would have moved on with our lives and it would made the girl a little bit tougher for sure. You know, I don't know. I, that's just the
1: thing is, is we're raising a society of children to have like zero backbone
0: and it bugs the shit out of me. I can tell you what, my children are not like that. My children are. And I have (laughs) told, I have given them
1: plenty of ammo plenty and they will not say the things that I have told them yeah I have told Olivia countless times I said if someone picks on you or does something tell Mm -hmm. them that they are poor and stupid (laughs) and that their parents don't love them (laughs) and she's like mom I'm not gonna say that I'm like why she's like I'll get in trouble I'm like with who and she's like the teacher I'm like you will be in more trouble with me
0: If you don't. (laughs) And so this has been going on for years. I think. Well, what I think is, I think you need to find a different route because this is telling, telling her the mean things that you would say is obviously not working. Then she got pushed, like, in the shoulder really hard the other
1: day by a boy. Yeah. Because he said he was tagging her. But, like, he literally, like,
0: almost punched her in the shoulder. And so well, I'm like,
1: what did you do? And she's like, nothing. And I'm yeah.
0: like, Olivia? See, that's different. That's a personality thing. That's not a school thing. That's a and kid she, thing. And she's a bit of a tattletale, which I told her. Mm. I said, if I hear you
1: telling on someone
0: one more time. <laughs> she's an informant? She is.
1: And then she said... Now she's getting creative because I told her she can't tell anymore.
0: Because mm. I told her
1: snitches get stitches. So she said that she said something about back to the kids. She's like, you can't do da 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 da. Oh, real loud. And then um, the yard duty just happened to overhear her. Mm. And, and I'm like, did you say it loud enough so the yard duty would hear you? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so she's finding a loophole. She is, and I'm just
0: like Olivia. I'm like, do you think I'm dumb? <laughs> do you think I don't know this game? So, so she's that's... not confrontational. She, but she will find a way to get them punished.
1: She just thinks it's her responsibility to keep an eye on everyone. That's so
0: crazy. Well, that has nothing to do with bullying or bad hair, but she will no, learn. That doesn't. That's going to work itself out. Those things tend to work themselves out in the, in uh, the schoolyard. So we'll we'll see. So I agree. Yeah, anyway, um. all right. So we've kind of covered the bad hair. The only thing I would go further with that is our sister Stephanie had a cowlick. We all <laughs> actually have cowlicks. Yeah, we do. But she hated her so much and I think she got made fun of a lot. But she had hers on the front, like I want to say right-hand corner of her bangs. Yes, of her brow, of her hairline, right on the top of her hairline. And so it would stick out and there was nothing you could do about it like nothing you could do amount of
1: hairspray or you even if she grew
0: it out you know nothing it was just this big pop-up thing she still has it like if you look at pictures when she
1: has her bangs down her bangs like start at one like they go at like a
0: 20 degree angle (laughs) yeah you're right it's true but she finally decided to take matters into her own hands (laughs) And she shaved her head of it clear down to the scalp. She shaved the cowlick. Yeah. And mom was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Just the cowlick area. And mom's like, why did you do that? She goes, I was sick of it. And she goes, you know, it's literally going to grow back like straight up now. And she's like, I'll just deal with it as that happens. And of course, I'm just
1: going to keep shaving it.
0: Yeah, that did not last. And so it immediately started growing back. And it was like a plant had shot up out of the soil (laughs) straight up. And it was like, what? She's like, what am I going to do? And mom's like, I told you. I told you. Oh, no. Did you ever have one
1: of your kids cut their own hair? Tyler took scissors to his hair and cut it all over. All of it. All over. Okay, Ryan cut his hair in one spot. When? How old was Tyler when he did it? Eight, nine. You know what? That was about the same age Ryan
0: did it. When did you notice? Right away? Oh, yeah. He said something. He's like, mom, look. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) There are pictures of Tyler where his head is shaved because I had no other option. I had no. I'm like, you have beautiful hair. I had to shave it. I hated it. I
1: didn't notice it right away. We were at the gym when Victor was in Afghanistan and I was attempting to go to the gym. I remember that time,
0: um, that one day. Yeah, that (laughs) brief period of time.
1: Yes. Ryan had been at the little kid place and he, he was tying his shoes and his head was bent down. And I noticed there was like a little hunk of hair or like a little divot of hair on mm. his front that looks like it was missing. You're like, what is that? And I'm like, Ryan? And he's like, yeah, Ma. Like, did you cut your hair? And he looked up at me. He's like, yes. <laughs> and mm. I said, why? And he's like, I don't know. And uh, they, sometimes never, I they get never mad know. At myself. I get mad at myself when I ask questions like that because I'm like, I know the answer to this Yeah, why
0: one. are you asking? You know, he's not going to say, oh, well, you know, I just felt I needed a trim. And so, and so I think I asked him like, when? did you do
1: that so he's like (laughs) like yesterday (laughs) i was bored
0: that's funny okay so let's we need to move forward unfortunately we're running out of time so i have some hilarious ugly and awkward moments of the week bad hair edition I went to college in New York City. Due to that and assorted other factors, I was both aware of and concerned about my appearance and also very poor. I went to one of those cheap salons to dye my hair once. I think it was about 40 bucks, And they ended up having to dye it three times. The first time, it was green. The second time, it was purple. And by the third time, my hair was bleach blonde and fried. How does that even happen to achieve? I wonder. I assume blonde, but I, who knows? Uh, I was told bleached blonde fried
1: hair before.
0: Yeah. I was told not to wash it for as long as possible so it wouldn't break. Oh my God. (laughs) I waited an entire week shampooed, conditioned, dried, and thought I was okay until Mm -mm. I spotted an inch long segment sticking up straight in the back. There was one lonely chunk of hair that just broke off at about the spot where my old roots had ended. For a long time, my friends called it my angry inch. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you get for paying $40 for a bleach dye job, by the way. We used to do the uh, frosting
1: cap at our house with oh. a little uh, frosting, you know, the frosting kit.
0: Yeah. Where you get a crochet needle and you thread Basically, your hair through the pull hole. your hair through that. That thing hurts
1: so freaking bad. It's not natural. No, it's not right. But um, I think mom still uses it. But
0: no. Oh my God.
1: So she does.
0: You know what? I have literally paid 400 I've paid so much money for that woman to go to a decent stylist and she just refuses. Don't
1: waste it. No, I'm one not will ever be able to do her hair.
0: I know, but she doesn't think as, there's as so...
1: good as she does, I guess.
0: She just doesn't think it exists. It's so I weird. Think it's like an it's an anxiety OCD thing for her. You know, I was reading through all of these uh, moments, these ugly and awkward moments for hair and shockingly Women specifically can easily be traumatized by a bad hair uh, situation, even in their youth. Like I remember, I had really long hair, like down to the back of my middle of my back. Mm-hmm. And Mom decided that I was I was eleven at the time, and that it was time to have more grown up hair. So she had our friend Hope cut it. Yeah, and it was below. It was right above the shoulders. So she took a good twelve or fifteen inches off. At least I was. I felt like a shaved poodle. I hated it. And then I went somewhere else once and I had my hair, somebody, when I was working professionally for the first time and a mentor said that I needed a more professional haircut. And so he sent me to his wife's stylist and it was so thin and short. I, I felt like a PTA mom and I was not a PTA mom. And I said, this is not, I mean, it wasn't the worst haircut, but I was really uncomfortable with the length. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally found, went to the stylist that I have now, I Literally started crying the first time he suggested a haircut because I was so afraid. It's just hair. It grows back. But when you have traumatizing things happen in your life. Right. And it's about trust, really. Yeah. I think that's why these women, you know, that's why it's so hard to let allow someone else to do it because they always fuck it up. Something like that must have happened to our mother. Yeah, I don't really know what it is because she's been to at least, I want to say at least 50 different stylists. Oh, man. Well, I've repeatedly discussed the time that I treated her to a spa day and had her hair done. Didn't she walk out and throw her (laughs) check on the counter? (laughs) She showed me her hair and she goes, Jamie. And I said, what? (laughs) My hair looks like shit. And she got up out of the chair and the poor girl standing there shocked. She ripped off the gown and walked up to the gown. And she goes, oh, no, I am not leaving without paying for this monstrosity. And she paid and threw the check and we walked out. I was so I never went back, never well, went back I, to that place. I don't blame you. I don't think I'd ever be able to show my face there. I'm like, <laughs> I, I left and I said, mother, I go. Most of the women on television come to the salon. It's a really high, reputable place. And she's like, well, it shows. Look at me. I look like I'm ready to do the weather. And I went, "Okay, I don't know what you were looking for. (laughs) I mean, she's, I have a helmet. And she kept trying to fix it. I'm like, stop fixing it. You're making it worse. And then she just walked out. And okay, I don't know what she wants, honestly. She wants to do it the way she wants to do it. Done and done. You know, there's nothing we can do. It's over. She's yeah. and she she's not embarrassing looking. She looks great, no, but I'm just she's saying not. But I mean, I'm sure there's a stylist that could do a, a very <laughs> decent job. I'm sure. Okay, number two. Um, this one's really funny. When I was in fifth grade, I wanted to get rid of my bangs. Instead of growing them out like you're supposed to, my friend and I cut them all the way off, like <laughs> to my hairline. Oh my God. <laughs> I had weird little baby bangs forever. It was awful, and my mom wouldn't let me be friends with that girl anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! I never understood the people that had like the emo people who had those
0: tiny little short bangs, baby bangs. Yeah,
1: yeah, I yeah I thought a,
0: that was weird. It's an ex- it's an extreme look. <laughs> it's an extreme uh, look, not for me. But uh, oh, yeah, not for me, you know. No, in oh. fact, I'm I'm kind of over bangs. I, I I don't think that's a journey I'm willing to be on anymore. So I'm over no, it. No,
1: I I do long bangs,
0: like where well, they those, can be swept
1: like to the side or something. That's like just that.
0: called a layer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the like, uh, my daughter has bangs right now, and I mean it works for her, but I don't think she needs them personally. But you It'd know, all women go through a phase where I they they want bangs to hide something, you know or something. So, I'd probably want them to
1: hide the wrinkles on my forehead.
0: Uh, you don't have wrinkles on your forehead. Don't be ridiculous. I need to do something with my eyes. Well, we all do. Our mother's had a lift, so I'm I feel like that's our permission. I know, but she hers was like medically
1: necessary. Maybe I'll just tell the doctor I can't see outside of my peripheral.
0: Everything she's done is quote unquote medically necessary, Paula. My
1: breasts are starting to sag and it's Causing back chest pain. pain. <laughs> yes. I think I need an implant.
0: Mom had the very mom had the very first deviated septum in California, so she had to have a nose job. So I was so
1: upset when I went to go because I do have a deviated septum actually, mm-hmm. and they can fix it. But they said that they won't do the nose job. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Why? They said that the insurance companies caught on, and they <sighs> are not going to let that happen. And so it's a separate code. And so they said if I could come up with $3,000, they'll do it while they're in there.
0: (sighs) That's not that much. I mean, it really isn't. You can max out a credit card for that. It'd be worth it. Yeah, I know. But I mean. I mean, I don't think you need one. I should preface. But I know it's something that you've always wanted to do. So, I mean, since you were like 17.
1: uh, Since I was like 12.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's be honest. (laughs) That's true
1: it just started growing like an old man oh my god stop it
0: okay so we it's need to it worse okay go ahead we need to say goodbye
1: oh thank you everybody for joining us if you want to switch your makeup over to the pastels for the springtime then uh please go to lipandclip.com check out our avon selection they have lots of fabulous things uh definitely pastels and lighten your makeup even though uh it's been really crappy weather but i'm so sick of it maybe it'll put you in the mood to feel more springy so yeah tony phil said it was gonna be a short winter so i believe him i'm freezing (laughs) that's all i know with that said have a fabulous rest of your week and we will see you on sunday